Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi folks, welcome to another Monday episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by Fantasy Football Scouts. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this episode Monday morning, there's just one game to go in Game Week 31, which is Leeds versus Liverpool. No Liverpool players in my team, so I'm hoping for a 1-0 Leeds win. It's a Friday deadline this week, so don't get caught out by that. Game Week 32 is a blank game week for Manchester City. Brighton, Manchester United and Chelsea due to the FA Cup semi-finals. So a lot of free hit chips will be active this weekend, including mine. More on that later. There will be another 59th Minute Podcast episode on Friday, shortly after the manager press conferences, probably around 3pm UK time. So make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening for that one. On today's episode, it'll be a quick look at how Game Week 31 went. Mention a few stats that caught my eye over the weekend. Update the watch list ahead of Game Week 32. 10 questions from Twitter. An early look at captaincy. And I'll talk you through my first free hit draft. Before I get into the podcast, I want to mention Fantasy Football Fest, which is happening in London on Friday, August 11th. So basically the Game Week 1 deadline day for the new season. Early bird tickets are available at £20. That includes a free drink. There's going to be lots of good stuff on the day slash night. Lloyd Griffith stand-up comedy and there's going to be a live FPL black box. I'm finally going to make it to one of these fantasy football fests as well. So I'm hoping to see some of you there. There's a link for tickets in the show notes. A quick review of Game Week 31, had one free transfer, in the end I decided against Jack Grealish, wasn't really sure what to do on that one, played Solly March instead, which worked out okay, I think Grealish might have got two extra points in Solly March, kept Rashford on the bench, I was very close to buying a Kanji for Rico Henry and I would have played a Kanji over Fabian Scher, so kind of dodged a bullet there, obviously a Kanji was benched. Might have been an okay long-term pick, but happy that I made the transfer that I did in the end, which was very boring. Sold Kepa 
for Everson. I've got David Raya as my number one goalkeeper at the moment. So I just thought I'd free up zero, I think it was 0.8 million by getting Everson in for Kepa for future transfers. So hopefully that will come in useful when it comes to making Game Week 33 transfers the week after the free hit chip. Ended up on 59 points, my favourite number, but it was a small red arrow. So far from 61k to 64k, so not the end of the world, but no Liverpool assets, so that red arrow will get slightly bigger, but hopefully not too much bigger on Monday night, and hopefully can make all that back with the free hit chip. The points came from Captain Haaland with 24, Ollie Watkins, what a player, what a season. Another 16 points for him against Newcastle, which was unexpected because I had double Newcastle defence, but at least Watkins did the business. Solly March got five, and goalkeeper Raya, what a season he's having as well. Another five-pointer without keeping a clean sheet. Blanks for the rest of the guys, Trippier, Cher, Henry who came off the bench for Luke Shaw, Saka, Bruno, Matsoma and Kane, Saka with a penalty miss and Bruno Fernandes with an incredible amount of chances created and shots, another very unfortunate performance for his owners. Following a very busy week for the 59th Minute Club, in last week's episode, absolutely no new members to the club this week. So, as always, Game Week 32, keep an eye on those clocks for the dreaded substitution. So, we'll go straight into the Scout Stats section. Just a few stats that caught my eye in Game Week 31 from having a look in the Scout members area. Defenders, first of all, Alex Moreno at Aston Villa. Very much first choice now and always passing the eye test. Three chances created and I think he's a decent option for free hitters or if you just want to transfer him in if you're not on a free hit. Also among defenders, Estupinen at Brighton had three goal attempts, two of them from inside the box and one big chance, so good numbers there as well. On to the midfielders, Bruno Fernandes, six chances created. Two of them were big chances that he created. He also had five goal attempts, four of which were from inside the box. I think he might have hit the woodwork twice as well, so very unfortunate to get a blank there, but hopefully those numbers... And that eye test is a sign that points are on the way. Hopefully he's saving it all up for the big double game week. And he's going to score about 50 points that week. Jacob Ramsey at Aston Villa is also catching the eye. He's only 5.2 million. He created four chances at the weekend. Two of them big chances created. And he's also got attack and returns in four of his last five games. So again, possible differential for free hitters. And also looks like a decent cheap option in midfield for the run-in. Anthony at Manchester United, been a frustrating player to watch as a Manchester United fan in recent weeks and recent months, but good to see him on the score sheet. He had seven goal attempts, four shots in the box, which is pretty good, so hopefully he can kick on now for the rest of the season as well. At Arsenal, Saka, disappointing to see him miss the penalty, but he did have four shots in the box, so I'm quite happy to hold on to him for the time being, and he will stay on my free hit. And finally, the strikers, Harry Kane and Ollie Watkins, both had six goal attempts. So they continued to post good numbers. And Ivan Tony also five goal attempts, four of which were from inside the box. So Brentford didn't score, but Tony did post some good underlying numbers. A watch list update now ahead of the weekend. Two players removed, first of all. 
Tyrone Mings from Aston Villa. Not because I think he's a bad option. I just think there's a better option in the Villa defence now, which is Alex Moreno. So I've removed Mings and I've added Moreno to the watch list. At Brighton, I have removed McAllister. Again, still think he's an okay pick. I don't think he's as good a pick as he was maybe a few weeks ago. Could see him playing a little bit deeper now. But the main reason I've removed him is I've already got Matoma, March and Estupinen. So I don't have any space for McAllister. So there's no point in having him on the watch list because I won't be making a sideways switch. Players added. Moreno, who I mentioned, looking really impressive at left back for Aston Villa. Bombing forward, creating lots and lots of chances. Creating lots of chances at the weekend, but also over the last five or six game weeks as well. He's right up there among defenders. Also added Ben White. When I was considering a Kanji for Rico Henry for game week 31, I was quite tempted to go back to Ben White as well. I liked the West Ham fixture, but I didn't like the fixtures that come afterwards. And of course, he went and got another assist, but they did concede twice. So I think without Saliba, it's quite hard to trust that Arsenal defence these days. So Ben White didn't come in for me last week. But I could end up going back there at some point between now and the end of the season. Just really like what I'm seeing from him in the final third. Odegaard also added to the watch list. Sold him a while ago, like many other people did. But again, quite open to going back there. Good to see him on the score sheet again. Such a good player. Does so well for bonus points when he does get attacking returns. And like I said, with Arsenal fighting for the title, I've only got Saka at the moment. I'm going to have three Arsenal on the free hit, which I'll talk about soon. But long term as well, quite open to getting a second Arsenal player back and maybe up to three before game week 38. Also added Ramsey from Aston Villa. I mentioned his good numbers and he seems to be a lot more secure for minutes now as well. Just a bit of a differential if you're looking for a cheap midfielder. Maybe even a first sub option if you've got that luxury. Also added Hyungmin's son. Great to see Sonny doing well. Um, as many of you know, I had a wee boy six weeks ago now and we called him Sonny. And, and Hyungmin's son was having a terrible season. But since Sonny was born, it's good to see the Tottenham man has found a bit of form. Maybe I should have brought him in at that point. I was going to bring him in and captain him against Nottingham Forest because that was around the, the baby due date. But couldn't justify it at the time. Son was in now the team. His minutes weren't great. But good to see him back. Good to see him with a bit of confidence. And again, bit of a differential, even for free hit, possibly. He's on my mind as an option if I don't go for Harry Kane. Jared Bowen has also been added. Very often passes the eye test when I watch West Ham games and West Ham highlights. Scored a great goal against Arsenal. Nice tidy finish into the ground and over Ramsdale. Ramsdale should have done better, but good to see Bowen on the score sheet. Obviously a fantastic season last season. Hasn't hit those heights this time. And it's been quite hard to fit him in because we've had so many other good midfielders from other teams. But again, possible free hit, up, free hit differential this week and might be a decent option long term as well. Final player added to the watch list is Dominic Solanke. He's been on and off the watch list a few times this campaign. Got his biggest points return of the season against Tottenham. I think it was about a 15-pointer. Again, an option for a free hit this week, but also just an option... You know, I think there's a question later about people moving possibly from Harry Kane to Salah. And to do so, you need to free up cash. So someone like Kane to Solanke, I don't mind that too much at all because Bournemouth looking very good in attack over the last couple of weeks under Gary O'Neill. Solanke should have those penalties as well if they ever get awarded one. So that's the watch list added this week. Moreno, White, Odegaard, Ramsey, Sonny, Bowen and Solanke. <laughs> 
time for some Twitter questions now. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. Picked out the best ones which should hit all of the main talking points ahead of Gimmick 32. First one's from Alan Cooper. Quite a long question, but a good one. Do you think there are enough games to target in 32 for a free hit? If you can field 10 players without hits and save it for Gimmick 34 instead. Alan goes on to say, equally... Is there any point in saving it for 34 if we're going to have Man City, Brighton players already? Obviously team dependent, but just some general thoughts would be great. I like what he did there saying just some general thoughts from the general. So I'll be honest, I've been getting these questions probably for a couple of weeks now. And I do find them hard to answer because we're all coming at it from a different viewpoint. And I very much had tunnel vision, free hit 32 because I've always been 100% set on doing that. So I kind of find it hard to answer this question from a free hit 34 perspective, because my team was never really geared up towards that. So it's kind of hard to get into the mindset of someone who has a different team to me, where game week 34 and 32 might be a close call on the free hit decision. Coming back to game week 32, I think the big attraction for free hit 32 is two fixtures mainly. It's Arsenal at home to Southampton and it's Liverpool at home to Nottingham Forest. So if you don't have a huge amount of players from those two teams, Arsenal and Liverpool, I think that makes the free hit 32 very attractive, even if you have nine or ten players already. Uh, my team, for example, I've only got one Arsenal, which is Saka. I've got no Liverpool, so it makes a lot of sense for me to free hit in 32. When you look ahead to double game week 34, the main teams that have double game weeks, Manchester United, Brighton, Manchester City and Liverpool. And again, if you don't have too many Man City at the moment, if you don't have too many Liverpool assets, most teams have a bit of Manchester United and a sprinkle of Brighton as well. So I think it comes down to kind of weighing up Gimmick 32, your Arsenal Liverpool assets, and Gimmick 34, weighing up how many Man City and Liverpool assets you can get to before then, or if you just free hit that week. So like I said, you probably get me tired of saying it. Alan said it as well. It is team dependent. And it's it's, it's, it's only, only you can make the decision on whether free hit 32 is better for your squad or free hit 34. So spend some time this week. Just get the fixture ticker out. Get your team up beside it. Maybe use a website where there's some great websites out there where you can look at your team in future game weeks, what it will look like. I think fpl.team is one of those. So check that out and that might help you come to a decision. Question from Tacoma Toffee. For those of us without, sorry, for those of us with a wild card but no free hits and only a handful of players for game week 32, should we play the wild card now to see us through to the end of the season? So I think the short answer here is yes. If you've only got a handful of players for 32, let's say you've only got four or five or even just six players for game week 32, I think it does make sense to play your wild card. But the, the key there is not to weigh game week 32 too heavily because you're building a wild card squad for the rest of the season, not just for game week 32. Don't fall into the trap of building your wild card squad to look exactly like everyone's free hit teams because you've got to remember those free hit teams are one for one week and then those of us who are playing it are going to go back to our Brighton players and our Manchester United players and our Haalands and all that kind of stuff so don't have tunnel vision for 32 think long term if you do play your wild card this week now on the wild card discussion as well if you have if you've got more players than Tacoma Toffee has. Let's say you've got eight or nine players, maybe with a free transfer. If you can get through game week 32 without using your wildcard, I think that probably makes sense. Wildcard 33 looks like a good time to do so. And 
especially if you've still got your bench boost chip, because I know a lot of people do keep the chips for the last couple of weeks of the season. If you've still got the wildcard and the bench boost, wildcard 33, bench boost 34 looks good, because remember, you cannot use wildcard and bench boost in the same game week. Question from Sweeler. Is triple Arsenal midfield viable for free hit 32, given the lack of good midfield options elsewhere, apart from Salah? So yeah, I've put a free hit squad together, which I'll mention towards the end of the podcast. And I did notice that there's not a huge amount of midfield options. There is options, but quite a few of them are differentials and there's probably negatives you can pick out for some of them. So is triple Arsenal midfield viable? Absolutely. You could go Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, and you'll probably do well out of that at home to Southampton. Now, the issue is there's good options elsewhere in the Arsenal squad. You've got Jesus up front. You've got Ben White, who's performing well with attacking returns. You could even go for a Gabriel and hope for a you know a goal from a set piece. And I even think Ramsdale's a good option for a free hit as a goalkeeper pick. But I certainly will be considering Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard. I don't think I'll go there because... Even though Leicester are pretty poor at the moment, I do fancy Madison at home to Wolves for the free hit. So there's one more midfield spot that I'm looking at. I'm going to have Salah. And I think I'm going to have three strikers. So for me, it's going to be 3-4-3 instead of 3-5-2. So I'll probably go without Odegaard. And I'll stick with Saka and I'll bring Martinelli in. But certainly lots of good options at Arsenal for the free hit. And I wouldn't be surprised to see free hit squads with three Arsenal midfielders. And all three of them could get 10 points especially against Southampton. Question from Dominic Hurst. Which Crystal Palace and Bournemouth players are the best options for the free hits? They're both on form and they both have a decent fixture this week. So Crystal Palace are at home to Everton. That's good. And Bournemouth are at home to West Ham. That is also good. Crystal Palace options. I think Sam Johnston in goal is going to be a very popular free hit pick. He is in my first draft. I think with Johnston, obviously slight concerns over game time because he's just come in recently. But as long as you've got your second goalkeeper on your free hit on your bench, as long as that's someone who plays... Even if it's an Everson, probably better to go someone other than Everson, just in case Danny Ward came back in. But as long as you've got a goalkeeper on your bench who plays, you can take the gamble on Johnston at home to Everton. Elsewhere, the defenders are all fine. Gahey, Anderson, Mitchell, take your pick from them. Not too much between them. I'd probably go for one of those three rather than Joel Ward. Midfield, Eze with the brace. I think a lot of people will go there now. I still think Olise is a very good option as well. It could be his turn this week to get the big points and Ezzy could have a quiet one. And up front, Edward as well at 5 million. Maybe if you're on a 3-5-2 formation, I think Edward's a pretty decent first sub for a free hit. Bournemouth options, I would avoid their goalkeeper and their defenders. Solanke's the standout option up front after his recent big points and penalties. Utara has been very impressive since he joined on the score sheet at the weekend as well. Differential midfielder, if you fancy it. And Phil Billing is, is having a very good season. So I think all three, Solanke, Utsara, or Billing, you could go any direction there. I, I probably wouldn't have two of them. But I think if it's just one, Solanke, if you can make him fit. But it might be a case where you've got three other strikers that you prefer because there is a lot of good strikers for the free hit. So maybe you do take a, a punt on an Utara or a Billing if you fancy Bournemouth to continue their good run of goal scoring form. Question from my favourite FPL named Twitter account, Tin of Beans FPL. Every time I go to my press to make lunch now, I think of this Twitter account when I see the beans in the press. Best defenders slash goalkeepers to go for 
on the free hit next game week. I actually forgot to note down the goalkeeper options here, but defenders, I think Trent and Robertson are a shoe-in because they're at home to Nottingham Forest, who are on a dreadful run of form. So good chance of a clean sheet and obviously attacking returns there as well. Trent and Robertson will both definitely be in my free hit squad. I think they'll be in most squads. Some people might want to go for a Darwin or a Jota or something like that, but I think I'll end up with Trent and Robbo. Arsenal defenders at home to Southampton I think is fine. Arsenal haven't been great without Saliba, but a home game against Southampton should bring a clean sheet. So Gabriel and Ben White are probably the standard options there. Crystal Palace options at home to Everton. As I mentioned, I think they're fine as well, but probably just one of them maybe. Trippier is a big question mark for me on the free hit because he plays Tottenham. You know, it's Trippier versus Kane. Is Trippier essential on a free hit? I don't think he is. I don't think he's in my first draft, so maybe take one week to go against him. And, you know, Newcastle haven't been great defensively recently anyway, so possibly no clean sheet coming up. And finally, Moreno at Aston Villa. The fixture's not great for Aston Villa. It's away to Brentford, but they have been very, very good, and Moreno does look the part. So goalkeepers... Like I said, I forgot to mention them here, but again, probably from the same teams that I mentioned there. Johnston looks good. Ramsdale is an option. And you know, maybe even an Allison. But I don't like Allison because he takes up a valuable Liverpool slot. But there is decent goalkeepers out there. Just go by fixture when you're picking a goalkeeper. Go after a clean sheet. Question from Andy Johnson. I wonder if this is the Andy Johnson who was once an FPL legend back in his Crystal Palace days. On a free hit, do you back Harry Kane even if you own Trippier? Where do you stand on opposing strikers and defenders in the same team? So where I stand on this is, in a regular game week, in any at any point of the season when you're not using a free hit chip, it's absolutely fine because it's unavoidable. You're going to have your defenders playing your strikers sometimes and you, you just play both of them on most occasions. But when you've got a blank canvas to build a squad, to me it doesn't make a huge amount of sense to pick a striker and pick a defender from the opposing team so I think for my free hit chip it'll probably be either Trippier or Kane rather than both of them and it could even be a case that I go with neither Uh, I think Kane is in my first draft but yeah Trippier probably not as good as he was a couple of weeks ago mainly because of the lack of clean sheets at Newcastle last couple of games but we know what he can do so it is quite you know it feels quite risky to go without him because his ownership is extremely high and we know how he get, how good he is for bonus, etc., etc. He can get you know ten to fifteen points in any game, even against a Tottenham side. So Trippier, I will be chewing on Trippier for the rest of the week, whether he goes in or not. But I don't think I'll have Trippier and Kane because I'd rather kind of back one of them to kind of heavily outscore the other. Question from Asher: How much risk aversion should we have on a free hit this week? Again. I need to apologise to those of you who are not on a free hit because a lot of these questions are free hit related. There is a few questions coming after this that are not. But obviously when I'm on a free hit, there's going to be a lot of free hit questions. But hopefully you can still take something from these questions in terms of players and teams anyway. How much risk aversion should we have on a free hit this week? Don't want to go 100% template, but also don't want to take silly gambles for the sake of being different. Asher asks, how many differentials would you recommend? And again... What I, what I take from this question is that Asher is probably like a lot of FPL managers out there this week who are playing a free hit chip. It's Monday. question might have even come in on Sunday night. And managers are already overthinking things in terms of, you know, play it safe, pick differentials, etc., etc. Just, I always say, just simplify it. This is your free hit squad. 
You don't need to worry about what anyone else is doing. You don't need to... Well, certainly I don't take player ownership into account when I'm building a team, especially for one game week. So I say don't overthink it. Focus, just focus on the players you think are going to get points. And I, I know that sounds obvious, but sometimes as FPL managers, we can get away from the obvious. We overthink things. Look at the fixtures, which teams you think are going to win and which players are going to get the points from those teams and just go for it. Just back, back your instinct on how you think the games are going to go this weekend and which players are going to perform. So... In terms of you know safe picks versus differential picks, I'm not going to give you a number because I don't think there is a number you should be aiming for. I think you should just focus on the players that you want this week. And if some of them have 1% ownership and if some of them have 99% ownership, it doesn't matter because the only thing that matters is is they get points. You know, if your 99% player gets six points and your 1% player gets six points, that's six points. And points is what you want for green arrows. Next question is from Stephen. Is it worth swapping Saka for Martinelli on current form? If we look at current form, I had a look at this. I shouldn't have. But the last three game weeks, Bukayo Saka, any guesses how many points Saka has in total over the last three game weeks? He's got two points. He's got a zero pointer and two one pointers. Over the same period, Martinelli absolutely smashing it with 23 points. But I still wouldn't make the switch. I still think Saka... Over the course of the season, he's been fantastic. Yes, he's had a bit of a dip in terms of FPL points, but if he scores that penalty, you know this question probably doesn't even come in because he gets a decent return and probably a few bonus points. Will he still have penalties is a big question. I, I think he probably will. Uh, I think he's the kind of character who will want to keep them. We've seen that after his misses for England and he stepped up for Arsenal and did really, really well. Hopefully he does keep them. But again, it's got to the point now where his penalty takers are a bit of a... It's almost better if they lose them you know, like Salah recently missing his too. If you, if you own the player, you might be better off if they don't take penalties anymore to avoid those minus points. But Saka, for me, is still a good pick and I still expect him to score well for the final few weeks of the season. If you really want Martinelli, I'd probably try and get him alongside Saka rather than in place of Saka. Question from Ryo. In order to get Salah, is it okay to sell Kane? Ryo said... I was thinking of Solanke being a decent replacement for Harry Kane. So I touched on this earlier. If you're, for example, if you're on a two premium team, let's say you have Haaland and Kane, and it's really hard to get Salah. If you can't get all three, and if you need to lose one, if you really think Salah outscores Kane in the short term, in the long term, whatever, absolutely fine to make that switch. If you look at the fixture ticker for the rest of the season, Liverpool are top. They've got the best fixtures between now and game week 38, while Tottenham lie in 13th on the fixture ticker. So in terms of fixtures alone, Salah is the better pick. Kane, in his own right, is still a good FPL asset. Ideally, having both would be good. But if you if you really want Salah and you need to lose Kane, I don't think that is a problem. Question from Voshta. If I don't own Watkins... Should I still get him? Or is it chasing last week's points and the week before and the week before? Yeah, sometimes in FPL, this happens. And there's quite a few managers out there. I'm seeing it on my timeline. There's quite a few, you know, some of the best managers in the world don't own Watkins and he just keeps on doing it. Reminds me of Jamie Vardy in Leicester's title winning season. I think Odeon Gallo did the same thing that year. And even if you feel like you've missed out on so many points, you can still miss out on more if you don't get them. So sometimes you've got to be, kind of swallow your pride, don't be stubborn, and just go and get them. It's almost, it protects yourself in a way just to get them. 11 goals in the last 12 games, 
Everyone should own this guy, regardless of fixture, because of his form and the confidence he's playing with at the moment and the way Aston Villa are playing under Emery. He's also scored against Arsenal and Manchester City. He scored twice against Newcastle, so he's shown that he can do it against the best defences in the league. So yes, if you don't own Watkins, I would go and get him, regardless of fixtures. Moving on now to captaincy and the free hit draft. Captaincy, first of all, an early look at Game Week 32. Obviously, we'll see what happens with Champions League and all that midweek and Europa League. There's no Haaland this week because Manchester City don't have a fixture, which makes captaincy more interesting. It makes it a decision for a change, which is nice. I think the key captaincy fixtures, Arsenal against Southampton and Liverpool against Forest. I mean, you could go for Watkins away to Brentford, but I do fancy Arsenal and Liverpool assets more. So Salah is the standout for Liverpool. I think that's probably where I'll go, mainly because it's Forest who are really, really struggling. Arsenal at home to Southampton. You could take your pick of Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, or Gabriel Jesus for the armband as well. So I think Salah will be by far and away the most captained pick, especially after Saka missed his penalty. There'll be a bit of recency bias there, and not too many people will captain him. So I think Salah at home to Forest is where I will go with the armband. So I put a first free hit draft together Sunday night. Again, just trying not to look at any other free hit squads I'm seeing on Twitter. Come up with my own team first, note it down and then refer to it on Friday evening and ask myself why have players who are in my first free hit squad left it and should they come back in? I think it's always good to do that because your thinking will get clouded throughout the week if you're reading content and if you're listening to content and all that kind of stuff. So this free hit squad I put together had bang on 0.0 in the banks, which is just about affordable. Johnston and goal from Crystal Palace. A back three of Trent, Robertson and Moreno from Aston Villa. Moreno's not a definite because I'm not overly keen on the fixture away to Brentford, but I do like his attacking potential. Midfield three definites, Salah, Saka, Martinelli. The fourth spot is probably up for grabs. And it could even be, you know, this this is a 3-4-3 formation, but there's it's open to becoming a 3-5-2 formation. I've currently got James Madison at home to Wolves, who I fancy. Leicester have been poor, but we know how good Madison is. We know what he can do FPL-wise. Created a very good chance for Ian Acho, who hit the post against City. Madison was through himself 1v1. So, you know, in a tough fixture, he did that. So in a fixture against Wolves, he's certainly capable of doing more. Up front at the moment, Ollie Watkins definitely stays. Absolutely no reason to sell him. I think we'll be overthinking to do so, given how good he's been. And I'm going to stay loyal to him. Harry Kane makes it in here. Again, not a definite. And Gabriel Jesus also in the first draft. So Johnston, Trent, Robbo, Moreno, Salah, Saka, Martinelli, Madison, Jesus, Watkins, Kane. That sounds pretty good. That sounds like a green arrow. Hopefully we end up getting one. In terms of the other players that are on my mind, so Trippier is an option. And I think if Trippier goes in, Kane might come out. Odegaard's an option. For example, if Jesus comes out, maybe I go triple Arsenal midfield and maybe you do become a 3-5-2 formation. Hyungman Sun's an option as a differential, as is Jared Bowen, Eze, Olise. And up front, I think Ivan, Tony and Solanke are really good options as well. And another thing which I would like to do if I'm on a 3-4-3 formation, 
I might try and fit Andreas Pereira in as the first sub for those potential penalties. So I'm seeing a few people kind of complaining on Twitter already about all the free hit teams looking the same. But I actually think there's huge scope here this week for for being different. And I think people will end up being different anyway. Uh, you know, by not even just going out of their way to be different. You know, I mentioned a starting eleven there. But I mentioned, you know, nine or ten other players as well. And there's other ones out there that I didn't even mention. So, yeah, don't worry about, you know, people moaning about all the free hits being the same and, you know, teams being the same. Because what I've kind of come to realise in recent game weeks as well, yes, a lot of FPL teams are the same at the moment. But let's say your team and my team has nine of the same 11. Those two players that we have different, if my two players blank and your two players deliver, that can be 20 to 30 points in one game week. And that is pretty big in terms of overall rank and mini league position. So always keep that in mind. Yes, your team might feel very similar to others, but it's rarely exactly the same. And one or two differences is all you need for 20 to 30 points in one game week. And certainly over the you know longer period, three or four game weeks, that could be you know 40 or 50 points easily. So don't go different just for the sake of it. Thanks for listening, folks. I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review, hit the subscribe button and give it a share or a retweet if you enjoyed it. It helps old and new listeners find the podcast. If you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL general where you'll get lots of extra content or you can simply buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL general. Enjoy the European action midweek and I'll talk to you again on Friday to round up the pressers and preview the game week in more detail. Talk to you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.